guess what day it is. It's Wednesday, it's Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. Wednesday. It's Best of Adam's Podcast. That's like the coolest thing I ever heard. Good day. Um, as you can see, if you are watching this video portion of the um, of the Devo, if you're watching on you know Facebook or YouTube where there is a video element to this, you can see I'm all slinged up because uh, I just had my shoulder surgery on Monday. All went well and I'm on the mend. Um, it's just annoying because I'm a side sleeper uh, and I spend, oh, you know, half of my time on my left side when I sleep. So sleep's not going well. Can't be on my left side. The good news is, though, uh, I've only taken a, a few ibuprofen. Um, not a fan of narcotics. They gave me oxycodone and some muscle relax or whatever, but I ain't taking it. Doctors are like, oh, your shoulder surgery is a painful. You're going to want this. Uh, but this pain that I'm in from time to time is just pretty much the same pain it was before the surgeries that I've been dealing with for like a year and a half. So what's another couple weeks? It's nothing. We're going to be fine. I'm not going to be part of your opioid um, crisis because, you know, they, they told me, I go, you're going to want to take some of this right, right before you go to bed tonight. And I go, why? Because it's going to start to hurt. I'm like, well, then it's going to hurt. Uh, but here's the main thing, though. Um, is I don't want to take it because painkillers back me up. I'm not about being on the constipation train, if you know what I mean. It's not for me. No, sir. No, thanks. Uh, the only really weird thing about my surgery or about my current state of healing right now is this. Uh, they had to shave my left armpit for the surgery and uh, super itchy right now. I don't like it. Plus, I have to decide, do I shave my other pit and get them growing at a similar rate? Uh, or do I just leave the right pit as is and hope the left catches up? It's a lot to think about. Um, and my left hand is all swollen, so I can't fit my wedding ring on it. Crazy times here. And today was my first shower since Monday. And Lauren had to assist me. And uh, I've never heard so many sighs and eye rolls on my routines that I go through. Because it wasn't so much the shower. It was like, my beard is a lot of work. My beard and my hair, because I have a curly beard and a lot of curly hair. So I got a process of blow drying it in certain ways. I got to go up first, then to the left and to the right. And then down, followed by the beard oil, followed by the um, hot iron that I have, a hot iron beard brush that I go through it all to get it. Get all the rest of the curly ones going more straight. Then you got to blow dry my hair. Then you got to straighten that because, like I said, it's also curly. It's just a lot to go through. Oh, and the facial moisturization. She's just not about that life. And she let it be known today. And I was just like, but I guess you're just going to have to drop me off at a home when you're ready because you ain't about that life. <clears throat> so anyways, that's that. I plan on being back on stage, playing guitar in two weeks. Not, But before we get to the Devo, there's something else I want to talk about. And it's this. Groceries. Lauren, my wife, as I just mentioned, she's always getting the groceries. She makes the list. She does all that. Um, and I have no problem getting the groceries. But if I'm to get the groceries, I got to go in and shop the groceries. I will not ever... Do the Walmart pickup. Why, you may ask? 
because literally every time that I've gone to pick it up, it takes an hour. That's at least. I've been there more than an hour. I get so mad, so irritated, and so frustrated that I cannot handle it. So the last time I did the pickup, I told Lauren, never again in my life will I do Walmart pickup. Period. I refuse. I will not do it. It's ridiculous. And also, with the delivery option Walmart offers, uh, you normally get about three quarters of the stuff you actually order. And then the shoppers, I think, get lazy and decide, you know what? They want pancake mix, but I'm here in the, in the frozen food. I'm just going to throw in some Eggo waffles instead. Be like, hey, we didn't have the pancake mix. Here's the waffles. And I'm like, no, give me what I ordered. When I go shop, I get 100% of what I want to buy. So it's a weird thing. Like they get, they get 75%, I get 100%. Now, to be fair, going into Walmart and shopping your groceries, that's no walk in the park either. Uh, one of the main reasons is because of the pickup and the delivery service that Walmart offers. You see, when you go in to shop at your groceries and you're in there yourself, you're in the midst of like 5,000 personal Walmart shoppers with big carts filled to the brim with other people's groceries. And almost every aisle, it's, you try to get around them. They're going slow and they block you. And then also if you ask them, hey, do you know where this thing is? They're not very helpful. And they're annoyed that you ask them questions. So grocery shopping in general sort of sucks. So as I said, Lauren does the Walmart pickup. This also leads me to the point of this rant on Walmart pickup and delivery. Apparently, Walmart subbed a very important item on our last order. Uh, an item that I would gladly pay extra for to be right. A product I use on a daily basis. That particular item is toilet paper. So for the past week, maybe not about a week and a half, two weeks maybe, I've been dealing with bottom-of-the-barrel, one-ply, gas station-quality toilet paper. And it bums me out every time I have to use it. It's just the worst. Uh, you know, no one uses less toilet paper when buying one-ply. And it, you may think that. You use just as much toilet paper as you would buying the nice-quality double-ply, quilted, or triple-ply, whatever they have. Single-ply, for sure, is cheaper but you go through way more of it because you got to try to fold it up, try to get a good two, three ply wiping utensil anyways. So one ply makes zero sense. Then I'm even more of a bum mood when I have to use in the past couple days because I have to do all this one-handed. We're talking ripping off the rollway. I got to wedge my knee up against the, the thing and then rip it off um, just to get enough to fold or bunch together nicely with one hand. It's not fun. No, it's no good. I don't like it. And, and, and lastly, since we're on bathrooms, this is a weird one too. So speaking of bathrooms, here at church, I have three different options of bathrooms to use. And do you know that no matter which bathroom I pick, at any given time during the day, someone walks into that bathroom and interrupts my bathroom time? Every time. It's, I can't believe I'm batting a thousand on it. I almost feel like people around here waiting for me to make my move and they watch which restaurant I'm headed to and that's when they make their choice. They're like, oh, Pastor Adam's going to that one. I'm going to go to that one too. It's pretty unbelievable. I mean, it's crazy. But I know no one really tuned in today to hear about my bathroom situation and my 
toilet paper and all that. So let's just get into the Devo for today. I had a couple options that I was uh, thinking about to talk about today. There was a video last night that I saw on Instagram about church worship teams that I loved and I wanted to talk about. But I also have some, some things to say uh, from the next chapter of Ezekiel that I've been going through. So which shall it be? I think we're going to stay with Ezekiel. The reason for me is this. We often wonder what God's plan is for our lives, and we make our own plans, and often our own plans turn out to be terrible. We fail over and over and over and over again. And now we do learn from our mistakes, but often they are painful mistakes that we probably would have liked to avoid in the first place. But you know, silver linings, we get lessons when we fall down. And I'm sure all of us has cried out to the Lord at some point and said, God, just tell me your plan. God, reveal your plan so I can stop this crazy cycle of pain and failure and disappointment. Well, there are times in the Bible that God does reveal his plan. And he reveals them in a very, very detailed manner. So in Ezekiel chapter 4, God reveals his plan for Ezekiel. So we're going to go through all of chapter 4 because it's it's a good good crazy one that we need to talk about right so here's what we're going to do i'm going to start reading and i'm going to break it up break it up parts and we're going to talk about it a little bit so ezekiel 4 now son of man take a block of clay put it in front of you and draw a city of jerusalem on it then lay siege to it erect siege works against it build a ramp up to it set up camps against it and put batting rams around it so we're going to stop there so Ezekiel is commanded to create some sort of like diorama using arts and crafts. What if Ezekiel wasn't very artistic? Would God come down, look around him and be like, really, Ezekiel, that's the best you can do? That doesn't even look like Jerusalem. I don't even know what that looks like. But Jerusalem, it is not. Ezekiel would be like, look, uh, God, I'm a priest and a prophet. Never once did I say I was an artist or a sculptor. You get the picture. But there's a lot of arts and crafts that go in this. For me, personally, if it was me, I'd be like, all right, cool. Uh, you want me to build this? I got you, Lord. I'm, I'm going to get it for you. We're going to make this look good. Verse 3. Then take an iron pan, place it as an iron wall between you and the city, and turn your face toward it. It will be under siege, and you shall besiege it. This will be a sign to the people of Israel. All right, again, I'd be like, I got you. Let's do this. But in all honesty, the reason that God wanted Ezekiel to do this diorama and publicly lay siege to it was to show the upcoming onslaught to the real Jerusalem. He wanted Ezekiel to show them it's about to go down. Uh, be ready, because it's coming. Now we get into some weirder instructions in verse 4. He then says, Then lie on your left side and put the sin of the people of Israel upon yourself. You are to bear their sin for the number of days you lie on your side. I have assigned you the same number of days as years in their sin. So for 390 days, you will bear the sin of the people of Israel. And just reading that, I feel Ezekiel was probably like, what? I'm supposed to lay on my side for 390 days? How is that even possible? I'm going to be needing food and water, bathroom breaks, with preferably more than one ply toilet paper. Uh, it's kind of getting nuts here, God. But I trust you, and I believe in you, so I'm going to give this a shot. It's kind of how I feel Ezekiel was 
probably feeling at the time. Who knows? Maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was like, I can't wait for 390 days. It's the best thing I've ever heard of. Been walking around a long time. I'm in need of a good year plus rest. Then we get to verse 6. After you have finished this, you know, the 390 days of lying on one side, lie down again, this time on your right side, and bear the sin of the people of Judah. I've assigned you 40 days, a day for each year. Turn your face towards the siege of Jerusalem and with barred arm prophecy against her. So, now after completing 390 days, if what you're keeping track at home is a year and 25 days, Ezekiel has to switch to his right side for another 40 days. And when I was thinking about that, initially I was like, well, 40 days is way shorter than 390. So if I was Ezekiel, I'd have been like, 40 days? Cakewalk. Are you kidding me? However, there'd have been absolutely no way I would have been able to lay down for a whole year and a month and not get up. Because since I had the surgery on Monday, I have been stir crazy in my own house. And I'm not just laying on my side. I've been watching movies and playing on my phone and taking walks around the neighborhood. I need to get out of the house. I'm going nuts there. So how in the world does Ezekiel make this happen? Well, then we found out, find out in verse 8. It says, I will tie you up with ropes so that you cannot turn from one side to the other until you have finished your days of your siege. Oh, you're going to tie him up and make sure he can't move. Got it. Uh, but here's another instance where I think, well, we have food, water, and bodily functions that need to happen in that year and three months. But maybe since God is all powerful, he can just make it so Ezekiel doesn't need any of those necessities. God can do anything, right? Right. But no, there is eating and drinking while laying on his side as we read in verse 9. Take wheat and barley, beans and lentil, lentil. Take wheat and barley, beans and lentils, millet and spelt. Put them in storage jar and use them to make bread for yourself. You are to eat it during the 390 days you lie on your side. Weigh out 20 shekels of food to eat each day and eat it at the set times. Also measure out a sixth of a hen of water and drink it at set times. Eat the food as you would a loaf of barley bread. Bake it in the sight of the people using human excrement for fuel. The Lord says, in this way, the people of Israel will eat defiled food among nations where I will drive them. Now, God is being very detailed, very specific, and I'm just saying there's a lot of rules to follow. He instructs Ezekiel to eat these small portions of food and water to indicate to the people of Jerusalem of the small portions they are going to receive once the city is conquered. But what really stood out to me uh, is when God told Ezekiel to use human excrement as fuel, meaning use that for the fire to bake the bread and cook everything, right? Not terribly appetizing. But I'm not alone in thinking that that's weird and he's got it and he doesn't like it. Ezekiel has a problem with it too, using that human excrement. So in verse 14, then I said, Not so, sovereign Lord, I have never defiled myself. From my youth until now, I have never eaten anything found dead or torn by wild animals. No impure meat has ever entered my mouth. Very well, he said, I will let you bake your bread over cow dung instead of human excrement. All right. Cow dung instead of human excrement. Small victory, but can you just give me some firewood? Just give me a little smoky flavor instead of, you know, possible dung flavor. I mean, I don't care what you say. Burning cow dung can't enhance food. It's, it's got to be pretty disgusting. But there's something that we learn from this 
piece of scripture where Ezekiel, where God allows Ezekiel to use cow dung instead of human excrement. Charles F. Stanley provided this in his commentary on Ezekiel 4. God graciously works with and through us to accomplish his purpose. When we revere him, he honors us with his goodness. When Ezekiel, a priest, recoiled from an object lesson involving ceremonial uncleanliness, God accommodated him. Yet he still provided a stunning, disquieting illusion of poverty, desolation, and spiritual uncleanliness of Judah and Israel. Now, if this whole section right there, this object lesson of ceremony, ceremonial uncleanliness has you confused, or you're like, I don't even know what's going on right here. Back in the book of Leviticus, God gave Moses the rules of priests. And you can go and read Leviticus 21 and 22 because they set out all the rules um, of what a priest should do, should not do, should eat, should not eat. Um, and by God allowing Ezekiel to use cow dung, it'll make more sense thinking about the rules of priests in that time. Now, let's, so, so if you're confused on that, please go back and read Leviticus 21 and 22. It's not long, and it's going to give you that extra knowledge knowing what's going on to this. See, one scripture leads to the next, could be before, could be after. It's a lot of things that this word is alive, and, and it helps us learn and grow together to know what God's doing. Now let's go finish up Ezekiel 4. So verse 16, then he said to, to me, son of man, I'm about to cut off the food supply in Jerusalem. The people will eat rationed food in anxiety and drink rationed water in despair. For food and water will be scarce. They will be appalled in the sight of each other and will waste away because of their sin. So we're going to stop here and I'm going to encourage you to continue and read chapters five and six because there's so much more God has Ezekiel do. So much more of God's plan is revealed. So my point is, I'm cool with living my life doing what I think is right, even if it ends up biting me here and there, because when God tells certain people the plan in great deal, it's a lot. Now, at the same time, I also think I would see the honor I would have in just speaking to God directly and getting his plans from his mouth without any question, but would I be up for it? I hope so. But would any of us really be up for it? Like if we were told to do what is it? That's a lot. That's a whole, but that's a lot. That's all I'm saying. Go lay on your side for a week and tell me how you feel. Go ahead. It'd be miserable. Let alone 390s on one side and 40 on the next. All while, you know, making rationed food or for yourself with cow dung. Now, God does have a plan for each of us, and he has a plan that ties all of our lives together, working all at once. We have to use solid biblical wisdom to figure out what is best for us on a daily basis. We don't have the detailed version of his plan laid before us, but we must remain in his word and prayer with him to understand part of the plan. If we don't rely on scripture and prayer, and we could also throw in there, you know, advice from biblical wise counsel, Failure will happen far more than if we don't. Hopefully all this, this whole going through chapter four has made some sense to you. And again, please continue uh, in Ezekiel and read the, at least chapter five and six. I would also say, go back and list, read uh, Leviticus 21 and 22. Um, 
because we already went through the whole chapter of um, Ezekiel 4 today. Next week, I'll probably talk about that video I saw last night about the worship team. Give us a little break from Ezekiel um, because that whole talking about that video is going to take a whole Devo. But I do plan to get back to Ezekiel and talk a little bit more about it too. So as always, share this with friends and family or whoever you think needs to hear it. And have a great week. And hopefully I'll see you next Wednesday. Have a good one. Thank you.